Welcome to Rhythm, a podcast on being in balance through conversations with the Swami. Namaste Rhythm listeners, my name is Sunil. I have Swami Tadananda from the Ramakrishna Vedanta Center in Auckland with me for another episode. How are you Swamiji? I'm very good Sunil, how are you? I'm great, thank you. In the last episode, Samaji, you gave a challenge to our rhythm listeners. You asked them to take six matchsticks and make equilateral triangles with them. And you mentioned that the solution to the puzzle would give valuable insight to where to seek solutions to challenges. Shall we continue today's episode from there? Sure, Sunil. Uh, yes. So the challenge was that we take six matchsticks and we are asked to form six equilateral triangles with them. Uh, four, four equilateral triangles with them. And so if our listeners really took those matchsticks and put them on a table and started making triangles, they make one triangle with three matchsticks, they add two, another two matchsticks and form the second triangle. Now they have got one matchstick left and and then they're trying so hard after some time they will realize that it is not possible to form four triangles equilateral triangles which with those six sticks if he continues to make those triangles on the two-dimensional surface it might take some time to come to that uh, realization and that is what is called the intelligence the buddhi it fires and says for some it might take a long time they're trying and trying and trying you know after five minutes they're still struggling but another person just picks up in a few minutes a few seconds says this is not going to happen but I did say that there's a solution is there and the solution is when one goes from the two dimensional surface to a three dimensional space and you get a triangular prism Yes. Okay. So a solution exists, but not in two dimensions, in three dimensions. No matter how long we struggle on two dimensions, whether it's two minutes or two hours, the solution will not appear there. What we are trying to get across to our listeners with the help of this example is that most of the time, the solution to a problem exists in one level higher than the problem itself. Okay. Right. Okay. The solution exists in a three dimension, not on the two dimension. So let's take that example. If there's a physical problem, material problem, like many things are happening on the through education, through training, using our brain mental power, which is one one dimension higher. Correct. We we design so many solutions. For example, something suddenly hits the whole world like a virus, like COVID. Yes. Okay, physically it has stopped everything. We are locked out and everything. Yes. But then we use our intellectual capacity. Scientists, researchers who are trained. Yes. They find out what's uh, the process, the virus, the disease, the nature of... And then they, after some time, using knowledge, they bring out uh, a vaccine. Okay. Mm. Now, if this had happened one century back when we didn't have that type of knowledge. Maybe half the population of this world would have been wiped out. That's right, yeah. See how much difference knowledge, knowledge makes. Mm. And so, 
the moment that knowledge is applied, you've got a solution, bring out the vaccine, boost your immunity, and out in the world again. Yes. When you talk about mental well-being, the problem, emotional problem, and, and ex- all that, all those problems are in the mental dimension. Because mind and body are connected, it will also reflect and show in the physical. So you'll feel really low, very low in energy, no enthusiasm, inertia. Sometimes it might even be psychosomatic pain in this and that all comes, you know. But the problem is in the mental level. And from our triangle, forming four triangles paradigm, what do we learn? If it's a mental problem, the solution does not necessarily exist in the mental level. It exists in one level higher. That's right. Okay. Wow. So the question yes. we ask is, so what is that one level higher inside us? Okay. And and so because if we do not apply this principle, then you try to solve it at the same level, which is counseling. A little bit of cosmetic yeah. surface, you know. For a while, the counselor is talking nice things, you feel good, but then you go back into that. Or sometimes you apply a material type of solution, which is your medication. Yes. Okay. So for a while, it's physical. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's, it's not going one level up, it's going one level down. Down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it suppresses you, pushes the problem, it doesn't solve it. Okay. In extreme cases, it's helpful. Okay. Because it's gone out of control, you have to calm yourself down and things and again. But Otherwise, you become addicted to it and you require it all the time. You're not the same joyful person anymore, more of a person dependent on medication all the time, become a little zombie type of thing. But that's when, I'm not saying that should not be given, but how do we prevent these problems happening? How do we prevent a person from slipping down that slope where it's that like bad? Right? That bad. Yeah. So our approach is proactively prevent the solution, knowing that these risks are there, how we can empower ourselves by developing some life-saving knowledge, acquiring some life-saving knowledge and skills to be masters of our own mind and emotions and not be swept away when life throws those challenges. Knowing the risks are there, we have to be proactive. Knowing that the virus might come, we take the vaccine and only then go out there. So, this various type of infections, emotional infections, and all those you might say are there in this world. We must protect ourselves before we go. Build a firewall type of thing. So, then the question comes, so what is the third dimension? We are all familiar with the physical dimension, the physical body. Have that whole sense of awareness of our weight, gender, color, and all those things. And then there's this mental level in which Emotions, knowledge, intellectual, sense of values, right, wrong, good, bad, dharma, dharma, all those things are there. And and then for most people, there's an ego attached to this. I am this type of identity comes. So what is that third dimension that is? We would like to define and use the term spiritual intelligence to that. That faculty inside us. Yes, I. SI. Okay. AI is artificial intelligence, which is about meta technology, machines, computers. Okay. And we can become enslaved by that. And they will take hijack our life. And we we become slaves to that. Yes. Okay. They decide, make decisions and 
one way or the other, algorithms, whatever is there, or with that risk that is there, how do we counter that? That is to be countered by, by what is called this in Sanskrit, they call it buddhi. Buddhi is that discriminative intelligence that is able to discern the difference between one and the other, right and wrong, good and bad, proper and improper. And you'll find that maybe it's not so well developed in children. Yes. That's why they require constant parenting, watchfulness of mother all the time. Go to kindergarten, two teachers are trying to control 20 teachers. Go to primary school, one teacher is able to control more because the children are growing. In university, one professor is, you know, they, they are all grown up. So yes. they can manage. What is happening is that the intelligence, the buddhi is evolving and therefore they require less and less of and so that's another subject on parenting and all that. But this faculty is there. And the best thing one can do in your life is to, with the help of our parents and teachers, is to develop this intelligence that is innate in all of us. Anything can be exercised and developed systematically. We talked about in the beginning about how exercises in a systematic way bring out strength, physical, mental and all that. And so, what are the exercises? And what is this spiritual intelligence? This is a profound topic. It's there available in all of us. We use a little bit of it. Most of the time, we don't because we have not exercised it and developed it. And therefore, we deny ourselves that wonderful control that we can exercise on our own mind because the solution is at that level. It's at a higher level. It's a higher level. So, like I'm talking to you, in my mind, I've got some ideas, okay, I would, which I'd like to share in the discussion. So I choose certain words, phrases, sentences, examples, and I'm sharing with you and I'm seeing your response, you know, you're noting, you're asking questions and all those things, the conversation is going on, while this active mind is doing the thing. There's another person or entity in me, which is my reflective mind, the observer mind, which is observing my own thought process. What have I said? Have I said sufficiently? Shall I use another example? Yes. Okay, and it's making some decisions. Mm. That watchman, the observer, if it's very strong, then how you express, what you express, how much you say, all is very, very uh, controlled and to the point and what you, everything it's hits. efficient. Everything, everything that comes you know? out is yeah. really... Because yeah. there's somebody, something controlling the mind. Right. They're able to understand responses and yeah. gauge. So, so there's a, uh, it's a control on the mind. Yes. Now, when that control is not there, and some people will find that, it's not about age and things, is they just simply talk and they do not know where to stop. <laughs> and you'll find that. And they're repeating the same thing and blabbering on. This <laughs> is just going on as if there's no... There's no control and yeah. handy. And so it reflects that or they go in irrelevant things, say the thing at the wrong time. Yes. Okay, tactless you might yes. say, why did you say this? You know? Yeah. But because that buddhi was not there guiding him, I should not be saying this. Yeah. Not firing. Huh. You see, so yeah. that is the faculty. The secret of mental well being is to develop that faculty. It's present in all of us. But if it's not exercised, it doesn't develop. Meditation is actually the art and science of developing that innate 
spiritual intelligence that is inside us. And then it can be applied for anything. In our everyday decision making, in our education, at our work, in everything. We'll come to that, but that's where the solution is. Always remember, in this triangle, my, what you call paradigm, the solution of mental well-being, emotional well-being, is in the discrimination, spiritual intelligence that is potentially present in all of us. In, right. in some people it is shining, in others, and we say buddhiman hai. Yes. And others, it is not shining so much. They say buddhu hai. But it's all about that. So in the Bhagavad Gita, Sri Krishna talks to Arjuna about that buddhi. Buddhi yoga, they call it. Special. It's a spiritual topic. But today, we've just given you a hint right. where the solution to our inner problems are. It's our own problem in our own mind space. Yes. We're not able to manage them, so it's creating confusion. We need to develop another faculty one level higher and then master the the mind. So we can say what we are trying to talk about is mind management techniques. Right. Okay, mind management techniques, emotions, value systems, decision making, making direct decisions at the right time. These are all wonderful skills. To have, yes. Yes. In anyone's toolbox, right? Yes. Whether it be, um, all the time. Whether it be personal life or, or work Every, life. Everywhere. Yeah. And only when we make wrong decisions and continue to make wrong decisions and that somewhere down the line we end up in some ditch. Yes. <laughs> but if we are able to identify our mistakes and rectify ourselves, that is, you know, most of the time we'll be able to zoom back to our the right trajectory. Who's going to help us? There might be somebody around you. There might be a supervisor. might be a parent, somebody, a teacher. But in life, as you grow up, you'll find that you take less of advice and more on your own. Yes. Who's going to help? Well, not many, but if there's an inner guide, an inner tool that is available to you that you can resort in your time of need and be your own navigator, that is, is, that is the proposition yes. of why we should do meditation, actually. It's not about self-realization, God-realization. No. Those are higher things. That's fine. But in our everyday life, this is a very, very powerful tool. And if we spend 10, 15 minutes a day, just a simple exercise of meditation and we'll do that in a future episode that itself will set us in the right direction. Excellent. It's good. Definitely looking forward to that uh, episode, Swamiji. Uh, in the meantime, um, I still want to finish off the emotional well-being part today. Some of it. I don't think we'll finish anything, but whatever is left. I think the, the, you raised in the last episode Somebody you talked about detachment from people and not having expectations from them. I hope our listeners have had some time to think about it. Are we able to explore that a bit further today? Uh, depending on depending on what time we've got left, I think we still have some more time left. Yes, we do. So instead of starting on meditation, yeah, understood. And in that topic just okay. now, let's just finish up. The emotional well-being and they will come back to yeah. the others. About detachment. Yes. Letting go. Letting go. Mm -hmm. Shaking it off. Mentally shaking it off. Like the donkey shook it off physically, yes. you know. Yes. But it's all about mentalist example we give. Uh, because it's easier to describe, you know. So let's tell, give another story. Yes. Okay. So there was a, uh, a kingfisher 
sitting on the bank of a river, waiting to find some little fish that kingfisher bird. Yeah, kingfisher bird. And some fishermen had gone out fishing, brought out some small sardines and fish, you know. So the and the kingfisher just swooped down and picked one up and took off. Yeah, uh, finding some place where he'll sit down nicely and enjoy his meal. And suddenly it heard some sound behind him. Looked around and there was a flock of crows. And he thought maybe I'm just in the way. So he changed his direction. And looked around and they behind him also. So it went left, right, above, below. And whichever direction it's going, the crows are following. And in that hustle bustle, the fish slipped out of its beak. And then suddenly all the noise stopped behind him. And he looked down and all the crows were going after the fish. Yeah. And so the kingfisher relieved of that was being pursued by the crows, went and sat down on the branch and reflected on that. And he said, hey, for a while I thought they were after me. <laughs> but they were not really after me. They were after that fish. Yes. The moment I let it go, I didn't let it go, it slipped out. Actually. Yes. They went after it. And I have been relieved of being chased by this. So you'll find that in life, when problems pursue you, look for the fish that we're carrying. Or the attachments that we have. Yes. Something that I have and not letting go and the problems are chasing that. But my personality is like that. It's chasing me type of thing. And the secret is if you can identify what is the cause. Like, you know, you say, for example, somebody bought a car, very expensive car, Rolls Royce, you know, think you enjoy it. And now it's not able to serve the mortgage. Okay. So problems, the bank is behind him. Yes. Okay. So, if he identifies, why is the bank chasing him? It's not that he's got some personal enmity. He's got <laughs> the money. So, he might say, this is the cause. I've enjoyed it for a while. I know it's not as great as think, you know. Yes. It is. I, if I need, I can always rent one and go for speaking, yes. whatever. But let me go. Let go. Yes. Let me let go of the car. Of the car. And the problem. And the bank the stops. Challenge. Yeah, I'll stop struggling him again. See, so the problem was not the bank personally trying to pursue him. It was something that he had, which was the cause. So in life, we find that we possess so many things. Mm. And these possessions become the cause of many problems that pursue mm. us. We let go of that fish like that the kingfisher had. And the problems will also okay. let you be. So would you Easier when there's material things than mm. you after, you know, because material things are easier to yes, get, yes, yes. tend to give up. Mm. But other things, you know, we talked about relationships earlier, mm. and those are the ones that are harder because you, you know, you you're dealing with humans, and you have uh, relationships with them. So those ones get really difficult to let go, and that letting go bit is the one I think would. Um, intrigue a lot of the listeners including myself how how is that done um, in a way that it's not painful not painful for either mm. the people that are involved yes so Swami Vivekananda says what does Vedanta teach us it says know the world so that the world may not hurt us problem is we get hurt by the world because we go out there in the battlefield, we get cut and bruised and this and that. See. Uh, so, letting go is not so difficult. Actually, it's one of the most natural things we do all the time. But there's a psychology behind it. For example, 
if somebody, your child, gave you a bicycle, and you love that bicycle, and you're so attached to it that you'll not share it with your anyone, sort of, you know, uh, because your attachment, this is mine, it's a great sense of joy, and this is like I, it's like identified with. But another person comes and says, "Hey, Sunil, I would like to give you a motorcycle." Mm-hmm. Okay, but the condition is, will you give me that bicycle? So you look at the motorcycle and you think of the speed and control. I said, "Hey, sure, you know, definitely. Please take the bicycle if I can get that." Huh. So you let go of the bicycle, which was just today. You're not giving to going to give to anyone. Yes, but you left. Let it go. Why? Because you got something that is better. Greater value. Okay. Yes, and so then somebody comes, and now you are not going to let that motorcycle to anyone. But here comes somebody. Says, I'll give you a car. How can you let go? Yeah. As so, long as you're moving up, you're yes. happy to let go. Yes. So somebody joins a company, has a good job, and if the boss comes and says, "Hey, you know, you don't have this job tomorrow," you are going. You are absolutely shocked because you, you know, you need that. You know. Yes. But if the boss says, in the next sentence. I'm going to take that job away from you. If he stops there, then it's a problem. Yeah. But I'm going to promote you as the manager now. Yeah. I say, boss, please take it. Definitely, I'm happy <laughs> to give this up. Why? Yes. Because you got a job. It yes. gives you a higher salary, responsibility, yes. benefits, and all those things. You don't cry about. Oh, yesterday I had a job of a clerk, and I'm so sad because you got something better. So the principle here is that we are happy to renounce. We always renounce something that is less valuable. Less significant, less important, in exchange for something better, higher, more valuable. Right. So if we apply the principles to our personal relationships as well. Yeah. So. So this is not saying you replace, for example, your your current partner with another partner. No. Because it's 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 swapping like for like. Yeah. So you so initially with my a relationship that might be at a very physical level. Yes. Okay. But is that what it is? Are we just physical beings? Oh no, we are spiritual beings or emotional beings or something. Can we have a spiritual relationship or more mature emotional relationship that is not really tied down to a very gross physical level? If we evolve, then people do. Right. Then they can continue it. It's more fulfilling. It is mutually beneficial, but we elevate it to another level. And in Vedanta. It says everything can be spiritualized because at the core of this whole existence in all beings, we are spiritual beings, and the foundation of this whole universe is a spiritual entity. And in that highest dimension is the solution to all the problems. So, if we are trying to find the solution on the two dimension, okay, we will not find it. After some time, we discover. Okay, but the solution exists in our high level, and that is what life is trying to teach us. He says, "Wake up! You can do better. Don't be stuck at that gross, gross physical level which we have to abandon anyway. Change is the nature of everything here in this world. You can have something temporarily, but when you try to make it permanent, then you're trying to find something which is not there. And that's a lesson that we all have to learn. Hard. Okay, we're trying to find permanent happiness, security in this." But it is not at that changing two-dimensional level. It is at the third level, higher level within us, and that's what life is trying to say: let go of that fish, let go of those lower-level expectations, and 
find the real thing. And that is what spirituality, Vedanta is all about. But this is bringing another topic and we can take this up. Mix us more. But it's all about bringing those principles and even applying in our everyday life. It's not just for the at a very high spiritual level. It's called practical Vedanta. Then discovering the principles yeah. and applying in our everyday life as well as at the high level. Excellent, Swamiji. That's that's very good. Um, there's a lot to take in in this. In the last two episodes, I believe the emotional well-being has been uh, a step up. We could carry on, but we'll um, end the episode today and we'll carry on on this and many others in the future. Thank you, Swamiji. Thank you, Sunil. We'll say continue as you say some interesting topics and look forward to having some questions from our listeners uh, go at a pace that and, and make it relevant to their needs Great. so yeah thank you very much excellent thank you bye thank you for listening being in balance rhythm for more information please visit www.vedanta.nz.com